0: Welcome to the Random Tea Agent Carter Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shanya, And today we're talking about Season 1, Episode 5, The Iron Ceiling. Yay! I, think I almost is, forgot my cue. I think this might be my favorite episode of the series, or it, of the season. Yeah.
1: Well, series, all yep. series 1. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to agree with you. Like, this is awesome. There's, well, there's one reason, so. <laughs> it's a big reason. It's yeah. a whole group of reasons. Yeah. The helling commando. No.
0: Well, it wasn't just that for me. It was it was that. It was the fact that she finally got to show Thompson firsthand how awesome she is. Yes. It's the red well, room stuff. It was well, see, I mean it was just
1: so fucking good. Okay, and and this is the commentary I kind of promised you before we started recording. One of the problems I've had with this show is that I really don't feel like I know Agent Carter anymore now. Than we did when we started the series. Okay, I know this is only the first season, right? Of the series, but I just don't really feel like we know any more about. It's all been about the story. Yeah, there's I think been that's very, a fair a fair comment. There's been very little character development because we didn't we didn't know a whole lot about her to begin with. Yeah, and I don't feel like I know any more about her now than we did when we first started watching it. Yeah, now we. We do know her, we are familiar with her, but only because of Captain America 1. Right. And she really wasn't, she was in it, but she wa- it wasn't about her. Yeah, she wasn't the focus. So this is a show that's supposed to be a focus on Agent Carter, but I feel like it's more of a focus on Howard Stark.
0: Yeah, or at least the story surrounding him.
1: Right. So, I don't really feel like we don't know anything about uh, Peggy's history. I still don't understand, really, what she's doing in the New York office of the SSR as opposed to the London office of the SSR. Yeah. I mean, if it's because she loves Steve Rogers and so she loves America, blah, blah, blah. Fine. But tell us that. Yeah. Why is this British woman... In New York. In New York as opposed to back home in London? Yeah. Yeah. Where you would think that she would be. So I don't understand that. We do get some uh, Thompson backstory, finally. hmm And we're in what, episode? Five. Five? Yeah. And we're just now getting some backstory. We don't know Seuss's backstory. Just barely know his backstory. We're yeah. We're finally just now getting, we don't know anything about Dooley. Yeah. You know, we don't really know. We know, we know a little bit about Jarvis. But we knew nothing about Jarvis before. Yeah, that's true. This is the first time we've met him. So any, any information about him is, is new. Yeah. But, yeah. And we learn a little about Dottie. Mm-hmm. But I wish we knew more about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know it's only eight episodes. So you want more character and maybe a little less story? Yeah, I know they don't have a whole lot of time. Yeah. And... But I, I want, I don't feel as connected to the show mm-hmm. as I do, say, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or uh, Gotham. Yeah. Or Sleepy Hollow. You know, I feel more connected to those characters because I, I feel like I know more about them. Yeah. I I understand that. I know Peggy, but I don't know her parents. I don't know. Is she an only child? Does she have siblings? We don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's a good point. Or anything about her childhood or just, the only thing we really know about her is she was in love with Steve Rogers. Right. And she worked with Steve Rogers. And that's the crux of her
0: character. Still, that's it. I still want to know how she ended up working with Project Rebirth. Like, I'm very how interested How did she in get to Steve Rogers? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that would be a great story. Yeah. So that's just, that's my complaint. But we do get some, and this is the episode that made me realize, getting Thompson's backstory made me realize that we don't know enough about these characters. We don't yeah. know anything about Dum Dum Dugan. That's true. How did he end up with the Howling Commando? But, but, you know, they should make the Howling Commando series. Oh, my God. I would love that so much. Well, because, you know, Bucky would have to be in it. Yes. Mm, It could be. They could recast him. They could use a younger guy, I guess. Maybe. But, yeah, it'd be great. Sebastian's done TV before. He has, but he's, you know, he's contracted to the movies. Yeah, that's true. He's so contracted to the movie forever. <laughs> he, Disney owns not Marvel owns not Disney. Yeah, well, Disney owns Marvel. Marvel Sorry, owns him, What's so. true. they own him. But yeah, so anyway, that's how I feel about it. And okay. this, but this episode helped fill in some holes. It did. It Cause did. Because I, I, I was before I started watching it, I was kind of thinking about that, and then we was. This as the show progressed, I was like, "Oh, okay, we're getting something." Yeah, some meat and, and potatoes. maybe maybe that's why we went up to ten episodes for season two. It's true. But, so we got character development with Thompson. Yeah, but I would like to see some Peggy character development. Yeah, I would too. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. So. Okay. Um. So this
0: was directed by uh Peter Leto, who um has directed like. Uh, some a fair amount of tv an episode of arrow an episode of uh falling of, uh,
1: skies mm-hmm. five episodes of under the dome oh that's that stephen king show yeah yeah i've started that book five times oh wow it's just so huge and you're just like eh. i start reading it but then i forget to like move it from one room to another and it's too yeah. it's huge
0: yeah um it was written by uh, a familiar person to us jose molina who wrote uh, on Sleepy Hollow. Oh. Uh, season, uh, season one, episodes three and ten. He's a, uh, co- he was a co-executive producer on the first season of Sleepy Hollow. Okay. And he's a co-exec on Agent Carter. Okay. And you know what he also wrote? What did he write? Two episodes of Firefly. Ariel oh, wow. and Trash. Which Trash, I think, is my favorite. Is That's where trash? they're... Oh no no no! Trash isn't my favorite. It's out of gas. It's my out favorite. of gas. Is, I was going to say one. that's not out of gas. But trash
1: is a good one too. Trash is a very good one, but out of gas yeah. is. Oh, out of gas is my favorite. Is the best. But yeah, so he's he's got. Of speaking of origin stories, yeah, he's got he's got total nerd cred. So I was excited. Yes, about Yes. Okay. No wonder this was such a good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it explains much.
0: So you ready to get into the recap? Yes. Okay, so we start off in Russia in 1937. So we start off with a flashback. Yay! And um, we have this. It looks like a like a young girl's
1: dormitory, except for the girls are handcuffed to the bed. I okay. I understand that this is supposed to be, as we all know, the they call it the red room. The red room. Yeah. Um, I still don't understand what handcuffing to their beds are supposed to accomplish. I think just keeping them there, because I mean,
0: if I, I bet their instinct would be to run away from that.
1: But wouldn't lock doors I don't serve know. the same purpose? It's cruel, and it just I showcases that. I mean, conditioning.
0: I guess Is it to maybe. keep them
1: from like talking to each. Other? I don't. Maybe. I, don't underst- I don't understand where that comes from. What it's I think supposed the, to the whole point of the Red
0: Room was to take away their humanity and to well, make absolutely. them machines.
1: Well, sure, but I, it's. I just I'm having a hard time grasping why. What specifically this Accomplished. action? Yeah. I mean, yes, it gives Dottie the scar on her wrist, whatever. Which is Which noticeable, and sure, That's whatever. what they're looking but, for, but you know. But you know, Natasha doesn't have one, and Natasha supposedly. That's true. Is from Red Room. That's true. Red Rum. Maybe
0: they. Uh, maybe they, their techniques advanced. I don't know. That's a good point, though.
1: Well, I don't know. Natasha's a lot older than people think she is.
0: According to the comics, yeah. Yeah, in comic. Comic. According comics. to uh mcu Cannon. she was born in like 84 i think because zola mm. um in winter soldier rattled off her birthday True. um but yeah so there are these little these little girls that are in this dormitory and um we find out it's it's young Dottie and this other girl um anya
1: now you have to they cast young dotty beautifully. So well. Yeah. Because she looks like... She
0: looks like her, and I thought she did a really good job with the emotion behind what mm-hmm. she had. I mean, because she... We only saw her for a very short amount of time. Um, we see the girl... Um, we see Dottie share bread with uh, Anya. Um, we see them in the classroom. They are learning um, how to recite Snow White. So yeah, so they're learning how to speak... um in that really, you know, unthreatening sing, way. Sing song Yeah, that I'm, I'm just a girl, you know, kind of a voice.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it works, man. It freaking works. It does. It does, apparently. And so then we also see um, they are going to learn how to fight. Well, it looks like they've actually learned how to fight some because this looks like this is a yeah, death match.
1: It, it starts out kind of innocent-y. Like it's like a yeah. girl's school and then it goes to the death match. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and um, they are, uh, there's this woman there that's um, that's watching them. Uh, she's an instructor of, of some kind, and Dottie and her little friend Anya have to fight, and Dottie gets the upper hand, and she gets her arms around her, her um, neck, and she looks at her instructor, who just, like, kind of nods, and she snaps Anya's neck.
1: It really, I, well, uh, and, and you were explaining this to me before about how it's the last one. Standing yeah. Standing gets the wins gets becomes wins the hunger games no yeah. wait it Be- becomes the black widow black widow yeah but it's just it kind of from if you i mean forget about the fact that these are children and little girls and right look at it from from their perspective the these these trainers they're russian right russian right it just kind of seems like a waste of a weapon yeah to me but i mean they're looking for i think you were explaining to me the best of the, the best. best of the best and yeah it just I was confused by it. And I will say,
0: like, okay, so... Soviet Russia was a little bit more progressive with gender rights than the rest of the world. Sure. Um, They were horribly oppressive in other ways. So, if anybody, as far as world superpowers, was going to use... Was going to harness the power of women and use the um society's conceptions about
1: them when they use as a them, weapon
0: it would be Russia.
1: Right. And they use them as uh their sleeper sleeper cells. Yes.
0: Yes. So I thought that was really cool. Um so we fast forward to uh New York um at current current day which is forty six and um we see Dottie getting up in the morning and she is um she goes through. She does all these crunches and stuff, and you can see how disciplined she is. I
1: wish I was that disciplined. I know, right? I really do. Wouldn't that be nice? I, you know, I I think about. You know, I could get up in the morning and do some push-ups, and you know, do a little aerobic. I'm like, no, nah, I get up and walk out yeah. the door and go to work. Yeah. Um. So then we see her meet,
0: um, Peggy at the automat, and. I will. I will give it to Peggy that she's distracted because she's looking at. She's looking through her purse and she sees the card that Jarvis gave her. Um, so she's thinking, but but Dottie's just gibbering on, which is part of her her Charm. Cover. Oh, because um, she's like, gee whiz, you know. Um, and so she's asking uh, Peggy w- what she should go see in the city, and well,
1: and she wanted uh, Angie to take her. She wanted Angie to take her around. But Angie's not at work. Yeah. You told us why, but I don't remember. I think she had an audition.
0: Oh, okay. So, um... But she's like... Uh, so Peggy tells her, she's like, you need to go see the the people of the city. That's how you're going to understand, w- you know, how New York really is. And she's like, gee whiz, you sound just like Captain America. Bless her heart. But, you know, Dottie knows who Peggy is. And Dottie knows Peggy's history. So, I think that was, like, a little, you know. Um, and this is when just Dottie's such a klutz she just knocks over Peggy's purse and I'm so sorry it was my fault and she takes Peggy's uh the key to Peggy's apartment
1: you you saw her knocking that purse off from like last week (laughs) um but it it reminded me that they never actually explained the purse being left in the uh the foyer yeah at the Stark house when Thompson came to get Jarvis that they never explained and probably never will and it it's going to bother me. you. It, it does. It's like the tombstone. It is the headstone all over again. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> <sighs> Trying to live with it, I am. So, uh, we follow Peggy, and she goes out to
0: the, uh, she's in a newspaper now, vendor. Now,
1: she sees uh, Dottie's wrist. Yeah, she does see it. Because the camera focuses on it, she sees it, but she doesn't really say anything about she it. She doesn't do anything about it. No. It doesn't connect. It, they're showing us. Yes, they're showing the audience more than anything. Peggy sees it, I guess. Yeah.
0: Whatever. And so uh Peggy goes to buy a newspaper and Jarvis is there. And he's like he tries to apologize. She
1: wants nothing to do. She doing. doesn't want
0: anything to do with him and she's like um you know Howard was using you too, not just me. And um and Jarvis is like, "Oh, like the SSR uses you?" You know, Ooh, they use you to take ouch. lunch orders. Shh. And he's not wrong. No. I mean, again, it's a harsh truth.
1: But she's determined to make them notice her. I'm yes. like why? Yeah. I mean, I get it, but <sighs> I know. At the same time.
0: And so she's like yeah, so she's like, I'll I'll make them change their mind and so she, she leaves and goes to um the SSR. And so this is where um Susa is filling Peggy in, which he's still really the only one that that fills her in on anything, because apparently the uh, typewriter that they got out of Green Suits' hotel room, um, like we saw at the very end of last episode, right, so it really activated. Yes. Um. So they got a transmission, and they're just trying to decipher the message. They brought in somebody from Virginia. Langley. Langley. Yeah. CIA. Yeah. Um, a and so th- they brought in this cryptographer and he hasn't been able to decipher it. So and th- we get a nice little Turing he says, mention. mentions the
1: Turing. And I was yeah,
0: like, Oh yeah. And so, uh, I know that one. Peggy's like, have you tried this? And he's like, "Duh, I've tried. And she's like, did you account for the fact that it was encrypted in Russian? And he's like, I, she deciphers it like almost immediately like, grabs a piece of paper and just starts scribbling she's and like, like it's map coordinates here you go and it says this and there's something about um an exchange uh there's a, like some kind of a sale um it's gonna take place in Belarus and okay um, you said
1: so it's okay you can tell it's the christmas season because you said sale and I'm thinking what fifty percent off sale what <laughs> oh wow my brain just went that way there you go uh-huh that's that's evil capitalism it you. is um <laughs> so apparently um
0: Leviathan is going to buy some kind of a prototype reactor, and it mentions uh, it mentions Stark. By oh, name. Tompkins just cannot
1: get enough of this. And Dooley's
0: like, "Yeah, we got him, yeah, we got him, yeah." yeah. And so, yeah. Um, they are at, at one point like Thompson's like, "Oh, Leviathan, that sounds
1: fake," but
0: Dooley's heard of them.
1: Dooley is apparently not telling everything he knows. Which is, you know, par for the course for a leader. And so, but I think it's this episode is where we start to see why Dooley is in the position that he is in. Yeah,
0: exactly. And he says, like, okay, I've heard rumors of the Leviathan, but I didn't really think it was real. So this is confirmation that, you know, somebody is at least mentioning Leviathan. Yes. And so he says that... um, it's supposedly this Russian organization that is um, hoarding weapons to fight even the allies because they they want to be like supreme or whatever. And so, um, Peggy, oh, yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and so Thompson Thompson's like, yeah, yeah, this is gonna be great, and we're gonna we're gonna get Stark. And so, um, naked. I'm so
1: sorry. <laughs> you I'm probably just- could though.
0: No, oh, that's later in the episode actually. Yeah. That's the locker
1: room scene. Yeah. Sorry, I got ahead of myself. And
0: so Dooley tells uh Thompson that he's gonna take Lee and Ramirez to Belarus and they're gonna get stark. They're gonna go to where the um where the communique points for this meeting and they're gonna get stark and it's gonna be great. Peggy and says, Wait, wait. Peggy's like, um, yeah, I'm gonna go because I'm super qualified. And she's
1: not taking no for an answer.
0: Because she's like, um I love it because she she's like, I speak the language. I know the European theater. I, I was know there. The code. I know the code. And if there's other codes, I'm gonna need to decipher it because none of y'all can. And um it's really great because she I love it when she's like, Do you know what the what the smell of herring and in, in, you know, a Belarusian oh, yes. summer and
1: da 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 da? It's really great. And um Yeah, she's she's knocking him down left and right. And Dooley is actually you see that he's actually paying attention to what she's saying and mm-hmm. listen and listening to her. Yeah, whereas Thompson's like, nope,
0: you're nope, your girl. Don't do it. But Dooley actually, he's like, Dooley does give her his reasons for saying no. He's like, listen, you go there, you get killed. I'm the guy that got you killed. You go there, one of my agents gets killed. You helped kill I'm one the guy of my who agents. Got them killed. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, I can't. I I just can't do it. And um, and so they say something like, uh. You know, uh, nobody knows the area better. And she's like, "Well, the hundred and seventh know it." And he's like, "The hundred and seventh know it better than you Europeans know it." And she's like, "I can get them for you." And they're like, "Yeah, no, you can't." And she just turns around and walks out. Uh, yeah, because Dooley says Dooley promises her. He says, "Listen, if you can get the Howling Commandos, yeah, yeah, you sure, can go on you the can mission." Go. Sure.
1: And she's like, "All right." She goes and picks up the phone. You see, she's she's out of the office, and the other. Other room, and Thompson is just still having a fit. Yeah, Tom, and so
0: Julie talks him down. He's like, "Listen, you're a good agent. You gonna have to calm calm your shit down. <laughs> Slow your roll." And um he says something like, um, "Your little crush on Carter has to stop, or whatever." Yeah, something. And I'm like, "Yeah, Thompson's that kid that doesn't know how to express his feelings. Just he so pulled ponytails. He pulls the- he pulls the pigtails because he oh. doesn't know how to, you know, be a normal human being." Um. <laughs> And so uh, Peggy comes right back and she's like, yeah, they're in. They'll be there. And she's like, we're
1: meeting on the on the Polish side of the border. Right. Because that's that's the obvious. That's the obvious choice. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, what just happened? And Dooley's like, "Okay, you're going up. Tompkins. Tompkins. Why don't you come Tompkins? And so I just thought that was great.
0: I was just like, and and I was so excited at that point because so I remember us. We had seen them in the previews, yes,
1: the Howling Commandos, and I was like,
0: I don't even care what happens uh, in this episode because the Howling Commandos are there and Peggy's with them, and it's great.
1: It's beautiful, so beautiful.
0: So, uh, so Thompson goes to the locker room, and of course Peggy's there because she's like, listen, there's not a ladies' changing room, and I'm not going down to the lobby to the bathroom to change, and I have to I have to gear up.
1: Yeah, and because well, you don't gear up in a public. Yeah. Restroom. Exactly. You can't do that. Because
0: they're hiding the fact that there's a covert secret organization in this uh-huh. building. So, um so she goes like, you know, to the next row over away from the boys. Yeah. And um Lee a- agents Lee and Martinez are there and they're gearing up too. And um this is when uh Susa comes in and he's got he's got Intel on the area and Jack's like um Jack Thompson is like, well, why don't you uh what what was it get my his whistle? compass his compass why don't you go uh go get my compass uh over there on locker locker forty
1: two or whatever of course it's locker forty two
0: and so uh Susa's like okay and of course this is where Peggy's trying to change and he ends up they end up embarrassing they both are embarrassed but um Susa gets a look at the bullet scars on Peggy's shoulder
1: yeah. And Which is important. the important. Okay, now my first watch through with this, first time I watched this episode, you think it's, he sees her, it's a bullet, we did confirm it's a bullet wound. Yeah, that's what her file says um, later. That it's a bullet wound and he sees it and so maybe he, so I was thinking, okay, maybe he's gaining some respect for her actually seeing a battle scar. Yeah. With her. Until later. Until later. And so um, we go to them
0: in the, the the team in the plane, they're ready to make their jump. And um, she uh, she tries to talk to Thompson and kind of like reassure him. And he's like, "Yeah, whatever, it'll be fine." Well, he's, he's such a dickwad.
1: Well, he she she accuses him of it being his first jump. He's like, "No, I've jumped eight times in training. This is my ninth." Yeah. Oh,
0: and she's like, God. "It'll be fine," because clearly, like, be she's fine. done this shit before.
1: Fine. And so um, he's
0: like, "I don't need a mother," and I'm like, "You're just such an asshole." He really is. And so they make the jump, and um, the four of them head for the border. And he's like, uh, they say something like, assuming they'll be where, you know, where they say they're going to be. And she's like, they'll be there. They'll be there. And um, (laughs) this is when um, Dum 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 -dum Dugan tries to give the code word. What was it? He starts with emu emu and then ostrich. And he's like, and then you hear, um, I think it's Pinky Pinkerton is like, eagle man eagle or, or peggy tells him or somebody so it, it was eagle was the code word but it's the howling commandos
1: it is oh, i was so excited and so, so um, we have uh it's dum-dum dugan yep happy sam sawyer yep junior juniper yep and pinky pinkerton yep and they are all so happy and proud of peggy yes they're all so excited to see her it's, it's so amazing my heart was just so happy and it's
0: so funny because um the uh ssr agents are awestruck struck by the howling command they are they're fangirling and um or fanboying i'm sorry and they're like and they're like oh my god you you worked with captain american dum-dum's like not as long as peggy did mm. and i'm like see see i know i know so it's great um so they they're gonna head for the border and um but uh for taco bell <laughs>
1: No. So sorry, I just can't They don't want
0: the shits. No,
1: not not in the middle of a covert operation. No. That would be bad. And so uh but it it's very clear that
0: Thompson is in charge of this officially, even though Well Yeah. He's gonna kinda listen to the commandos, who are gonna listen to Peggy. Um and they've they've commandeered these trucks. They're like, Yeah, we could walk, but yeah, we're gonna take walk, these so we're gonna take these trucks. <laughs> so um so they're driving toward the rendezvous point and um Peggy has brought Dum Dum some bourbon oh
1: like excuse me i would like to point out that she jumped from a plane she did with that bottle of bour- bourbon intact, and it remained intact i just really feel the need to point that That's out That's because
0: she's peggy carter and a bottle would not dare break it would not in her dare presence.
1: chip and nail Yep. Nope. no she's fabulous and so they they
0: they talk they have a they both have a drink and um he's like i miss her i miss him too
1: okay okay there's that moment where they they have that and it's obvious they're talking about steve yeah. But I would like to think that they're missing Bucky, too. Yeah. Because you can't have... Bucky, ha- was, Bucky he was, was one of them. He was, and he was very much... He was the only Helen Commando that died in the line of duty.
0: According to the Winter Soldier.
1: According to the Winter Soldier. Yeah, we have to talk about that,
0: because we, we have to talk about that. We have to talk
1: about that. We'll get to, yeah, we'll get yeah. to that later in the episode. But he was... Bucky was, in fact... I remember the Howling Commandos, and if you are going to have a moment for Cap, you got to have a you got to have Buck. a moment for Bucky because I know. at this point, in Agent Carter, he hasn't been recovered.
0: No, that they know no, of. No, no, no.
1: So they think he they you know. I just yeah need to interject. That just in don't there. ever forget Bucky. Don't
0: reasons. Um. So she fills him in on the whole mission, and he's like, "So basically, this is a trap," and yep. she's like, "Pretty much," and he's like, "Why is it always a trap?" And it's... But it's great. Because Star Wars. Because <laughs> Star Wars. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap.
1: <laughs> but I, I just...
0: I love Dum Dum Dugan so much.
1: I love that actor.
0: And I'm pretty sure I spotted his bowler hat in Phil's office in S.H.I.E.L.D. recently. It was just the top of yeah. it. But it was that... You know, that yeah. iconic
1: shape. So I'm... I wouldn't doubt it. I'm
0: pretty sure that Phil has his Would hat. Would not doubt it. In modern day. So um, so we go back to the SSR in New York. And Dooley is... Um, he's leaving... And susa's still there and they have a little chat. And um Agent uh as as uh Dooley's leaving because he's like, Yeah, I had a I had a um meeting with somebody and I didn't want to go home because I was afraid the wife wouldn't let me back out again. And um so he leaves and agent Yauk brings uh Sousa Peggy's file.
1: Very and he starts he starts
0: looking at her at her medical file and it shows that she does have two uh, scars on her shoulder from bullet wounds. Yep. And then he, this is when he goes and he looks at the picture
1: of the blonde from the club. And she's got the same marks. Exactly. In the same location. Yep.
0: Wurr, wurr. And so uh, we go back to the... Um, we go back to... Uh, they're probably in Russia now. Russia. And... Um, in the snow. So, so they're camping... And they're, they're just, they're clearly very
1: comfortable with each other. They're telling, they're telling old stories. Well, and Peggy's just one of the gang. Yeah. It's, with the commandos. She's, it's just she's so de- one of them. They treat her like they would any of the other ones. They don't treat her. I mean, they, I don't want to say they, they don't treat her like a girl. They treat her like an equal. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I like I almost said they treat her like she's one of the guys, but. You it know, doesn't she, matter. No, she's one of them. Yeah. She belongs. Yeah. And so, which I think, God,
0: Peggy taking the ultimate high road, she tries to bring Thompson into the story. She tries to, or the conversation.
1: Well, if anybody knows what it's like to be on the outside. It's Peggy. It's Peggy. And so she asks for him to tell them a story. And he's like, well,
0: you know, I didn't see anything you guys didn't see. And she's like, no, you got a Navy cross for a reason, which kind of signals to the guys like... He's not nothing. Well,
1: yeah, you it's like she's trying to give him some credit with the guys, yeah,
0: with the commandos. And so, um, he does tell them, Thompson does tell them about, um, he was when he was in Japan, um, six soldiers snuck into his camp, and Enemy soldiers, yeah, yeah, and, and they were about okay. to kill his CO before he shot them all, and um. They're like, all right. So, they, they, they give Thompson a drink, and, and he's now kind of a little bit a part of the team. A
1: little bit more than he was more before. More accepted, yeah. Yeah. Than just a desk jockey, I guess.
0: Yeah. So, we go to uh, Dooley's meeting, and he is meeting uh, this reporter he knows. Is he a reporter? Yes. Okay. Because I was like, yeah, he might be a reporter. I, I don't know. Yeah. He's a reporter, and... um. He, uh, he wants to find out about Finnau, and I thought it was interesting because the reporter's like, yeah, I wrote this really awesome story about it because it turns out, like, there was this slaughter, and Stark was involved, the army was involved, and there was this big cover-up, and he said, I, w- I would have won a Pulitzer for it, but my editor made me scrap it. They wouldn't publish it. And so, Julie's um, like, okay, tell me, tell me what happened with Finnau. If you tell me something new, I'll buy you a drink. And so we find out that Stark was there right after the massacre, along with this general, John McGinnis, who we know is dead already, because he's the one that redacted the file. Yes, that he Dooley died a uh, month ago. Yeah. And so um, McGinnis did not want Stark there, and they had some kind of a disagreement, and Stark ended up punching him. And as soon as it happened, Stark resigned from his lucrative army contract and um he broke off all ties with the army. What
1: was it? He turned down a 7-figure seven seven figure contract back in then. the
0: 40s. Yeah, in the 40s. That was an insane <sighs> amount of money. And so um he uh the reporter makes the connection that listen, shortly thereafter, now Starks you know, a wanted man. Mm-hmm. And um he's like are they connected and Dooley's like Meh. And, um, but he does tell Dooley, he's like, listen, you don't have the full story. You don't know everything that happened. Even I don't know everything that happened. And I know a lot.
1: Because there are three sides to every story.
0: Yep. So, um, so we go back to the commandos and they find, um, the, they go to the rendezvous point and it's this, it's this old factory in Russia. And Is so. Is that what it was? Yeah. It was okay. some kind of, cause it had like smokestacks and stuff like that. And um, so Thompson is like, he's like, okay, we're gonna go into four groups of two, and da 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 da. And so he's about to give the orders, and it's so funny because all the commanders are like, "Peggy, is that what we're gonna do?
1: Do we do do we agree with this, Peggy?" And she's like, "Well, you know, Thompson's the lead," and they're like, "But," and she's like, "But two well, teams." Well, Thompson does encourage her to
0: yeah speak her mind, and uh, she says two teams of four would be safer. Than four teams of two. Um, we we need to be safe right now because this is all about, like, stealth. Discretion.
1: And, yeah. Discretion I, is the
0: watchword of the day. You have hiccups, I don't have
1: you? I have the hiccups. I don't know where they came from. It's okay. It's from the chili. I guess. We had chili <laughs> for lunch. <I> apologize. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to not hiccup on air, but. You'll be okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've done it before. Okay. It's a rite of passage. I've had hiccups on the podcast before.
1: Okay. Oh, it's my turn then. So yeah, so, but so then they of course follow Peggy's 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 Lee.
0: yeah, this is hilarious by the way. It's highly entertaining. <laughs> um, and so they split up and um uh Thompson has uh Sam and Pinky and Ramirez on his side, and Peggy gets uh Dum Dum Dugan <laughs> agent Lee and um Junior Juniper. On her team
1: like I know the names but I couldn't always put a face to a name I think I, I know which one's dum-dum-dugan I think I can now okay it took me a while okay which one was the guy with the hat the ear flaps uh,
0: I think that was uh that was ju- the real young baby faced one mm, taller black guy oh Sam that's okay, that was Sam, Sam. that's okay Sam. the young guy was the young guy was junior, junior okay and then the British guy is pinky Okay. And so, um, they, uh, they split up and, um, they start searching the building and this is when Peggy's team runs into this, uh, dormitory school area. So much knicker talk. Yeah. There's so much talk of knickers. Talk about the knickers. And apparently, uh, Junior just doesn't, he goes commando, apparently. They are the howling
1: <laughs> They are the howling commandos.
0: commandos. So. <laughs> and so, um. Agent Lee, uh, accidentally, um, he bumps this projector and it starts playing a cartoon.
1: How is there power in this place? I don't know. Okay.
0: And so, um, they, they're like, shut it up, shut it up. But when it's playing, Peggy notices that there are, um, like, subliminal. hidden subliminal Russian code words mm-hmm. instill fear in this cartoon. Because she, she,
1: she stops She's, it and she just rolls it
0: through. Frame by frame, yeah. And so um, so that's quite interesting. So it's a different cartoon than what we saw in the flashback, but it's still the same kind of, I mean, how do you teach kids foreign languages? You show them cartoons. Yeah. And it's a tried and true method. And so um, this is when they hear. That's,
1: that's how my granddaughter is learning Spanish. They, see, that's awesome. I think that's Cause great. Because they, they have her watching. You She's get got her get little, when they're um, young. Her leap frog, leap pad. Yeah. Leap something. Toddler thing. Uh, the games she has Spanish games in it, and then they show her Spanish cartoons and stuff. That's great, that's pretty awesome. That's awesome. She'll know more than I do, yeah. So, this is when they hear a little girl crying. Uh, never good. And they Have go, Have they seen
0: The Shining? I know, right? And so, they go through to the next room, and it's the barracks room that we saw in the flashback. And uh-huh. there's this little girl, and um, I love Dum Dum Dugan so I much. I love him. And he, I um, three. He, he like kneels down and he starts talking to her, and um, she points to his hat. Well, and and, they talk. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, "Oh, it's a bowler hat." And then he's like, "They call it a bowler because
1: Peggy. Why do they call it a bowler? Because of course he asks Peggy. Of course. And as he's um, because turn- the fun part is Dum Dum is the smartest person in the Howling Commandos. He is next to Peggy. I love
0: and so, as soon as he's turned away, this little girl like knifes him. She like stabs him in the chest. I was so heartbroken. I was so I was upset. like no. And um, so she takes his gun, and then she shoots Junior, and then she runs away. And before they can really do anything, because they're all like in shock that this like probably what was she like ten
1: something like that. Mm, I'd have gone as high as maybe twelve. Okay. Somewhere in that range, still. Because her, her face was a, a bit slimmer. Yeah, than like you'd a see with a... Yeah. A preteen uh, uh, pubescent. Okay. I think puberty. Uh, okay. Closer to puberty. So, probably
0: probably somewhere in their 12-year mm-hmm. range, which is ten, still, 10 to 12. Still damn impressive. Yeah. um, I was impressed. <laughs> and... um. <laughs> Dum Dum's gonna throw a grenade after her because she crawls oh through like gosh. this ventilation stat uh, uh, or shaft, and Peggy's like, "Don't do that." She's a girl, and, and he's like, he
1: "Ain't no girl." <laughs>
0: he's like, "I don't care," but we do find out that he's mostly okay because the vest got yeah. the, got the worst. Because I was I was concerned for my Dum Dum. Well, I mean,
1: he got she goes straight for the heart. Yeah, I mean, it was right there, It was right
0: there. Um, but Junior is dead. Hmm. So, we've now directly contradicted what we find out from the Smithsonian exhibit in Winter Soldier. Yep. That Bucky was the only Howling Commander to lose his life.
1: Unless this was a covert op that was not publicly released. That's my... It's the only way thing it's I the can, only way around it. only
0: way I can make sense out of it. Is that this particular and mission... And it's after the war.
1: Technically, yeah. Because they're in enemy territory. Like... Well, so, not enemy, but... See, I would have to go back and watch The Winter Soldier to see how they specifically say, darn it, now I've got to watch Winter Soldier again. Damn. Gosh, that breaks my heart. I know, that's that's awful. Aww. And you
0: really shouldn't just fast forward to that part. You really do need to watch the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I have to. No, for, for no context. telling what I may miss. Um, so that's the only thing I can think <laughs> of because technically, I mean, Russia was an ally
1: at this point, mm-hmm. but things were not... It would be like a, in the redacted section, yeah, it, it, of the investigation. Things
0: things are not like uh, all hunky dory, rosy with with the Russians, so they're they're not supposed to be there. And
1: if they say it's specifically in the course of the war, yeah, then they're clear too. Yeah, I think
0: it's like in service to his country, if I'm not but would mistaken. This, but
1: would this not have been in service to him because he, cause he was still a member so. of the Howland Commandos, exactly. which was still a part of the 107th? Yeah. Which is still a part Which of the brand? Army. Is it ar- where they are? Yeah, it's okay. Army.
0: Yeah. So I had a problem with that. Plus, Junior's gone. Plus, mostly. Yeah. Hmm. Sad. And so uh, this is when Thompson's team comes in, and um, they're like, well, now that we have gunfire, they probably know we're here. And Dum Dum does take uh, Junior's dog tags. It's what you do, though. Yeah. Because it's not like they can take him
1: back with them. Well,
0: that and they can't leave identification on the body. True, and it's gonna be it's gonna be um, pretty plain that he's an American. Uh, you think serviceman, but at least now they don't know who. And so um, he's like, "We need an exit." And so Pe- uh, so Peggy's like, "Okay, you go make me one, and we're still gonna look around here for presumably for Stark, even though he ain't here." And so um, we go back to Dooley. And um, Dooley pays Jarvis a visit, and he wants to know about the fight between Stark and General McGinnis. And Jarvis is like, "I don't know anything about it." And Dooley gives him his card, and it's kind of it's it feels different. It's not as uh, antagon antagonistic as it was before. Yeah,
1: I gained so much more respect for Dooley in this one episode. Oh, I did too. Than the last four put together. Yeah. Because Dooley really does seem to be interested in finding out the truth now. Yeah. He's, he's he's finding so much contradiction in the stories, especially with the fact that I think part of it had to do with finding out Leviathan was real.
0: Yeah. Getting so, confirmation. Okay, if that's
1: real, then what about these other stories that might be real? Right. And the, the Final file that was completely redacted, because, you know, all it was missing was words. <laughs> uh, I and think what he's... he learned from the Nazi,
0: and then yeah, it's all—it's not all pointing to Stark. I mean, Stark's involved. Well, do but... we see
1: that there's a bigger picture here? Mm-hmm. And like they've—and this is one thing that—that I've—I've said for many, many, many years about there's three sides to every story. There's your side, there's my side, and then there's the truth. Yep. So, and because even if people aren't deliberately trying to. Misremember
0: or anything like that. Everybody's it's got their own perspective. Yes, exactly. Because
1: you and I, I mean, this is one of the we podcast. Yeah, you see the exact same show that I see, mm-hmm. but we have we can have two different. We see two different things.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And as much as we think alike, we're still going to see two different. Oh yeah, we've things. we've had several times
0: where it's like that's not what I got out of that at all.
1: Right, but I can. But then when we explain, it, I can see where you yeah. got it from. But yeah,
0: but um. So I thought. Yeah, I'm with you. This, this was very interesting because... So, but this
1: is character development. On Dooley's on part, On Dooley's yeah. part. Mm-hmm. Where, okay, I'll, again, I love Peggy, but there's been no character development from her. Yeah. I love her. I adore her. She's badass. Yep. And I, I love the character she is, but I w- still want to see some development from her. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's important. To, I mean, that's the point of a story, Without character development, the story means nothing.
0: Yeah, that's true. Anyway, so uh, so Dooley gives uh, Jarvis his card and he says, "Listen, you need to call me um, if you want to tell me Stark's side of the story." And um, or Star- no, he wants Stark to contact him.
1: Yeah, that's true. He wants to talk. He wants to talk to Stark himself. And Jarvis
0: gives him this look like, "Yeah, sure." And he's like, "No, it's not I, a no trap. Really. I really just want to find out what happened."
1: So I thought that was I thought
0: that was very very interesting. He was convincing too. It was. And so um this is when uh Peggy and um her her team are uh going through this factory and they find um they find a Leviathan soldier and um they shoot him and it turns out that the guy was guarding this cell. There are two prisoners there. They're both Russian. And um Peggy's like uh Peggy tells him that we're the good guys, which was kind of cheesy, but it was cool too. Well,
1: a little bit, and but I so, mean, how else are you gonna, yeah. do a Frenchy? Well, we're not, we're not the English, we're not the Americans, because they're a little bit of both. Yeah, and so, um, this is when we go to the
0: Griffith, and Dottie breaks into Peggy's apartment, and Peggy quite well actually. Peggy's got her little, uh, a little security system, kind of a deal. She's got that string. On the door to see if anybody has mm-hmm. come in, and Dottie recognizes it immediately. Oh, well, of course. And um, she very uh, systematically searches Peggy's apartment and carefully. Yeah, and she leaves things back the way the way they were, but she finds uh, the pictures that were taken of all the Stark tech in the lab, and so um, she looks and she looks very poignantly at one of at one of the uh, pictures, which is a crate. Right. And, um, she puts it back and then she also, um, she does this creepy little thing where she's like, she t- she takes one of the pictures. Yeah. I think she does take the crate one, but she puts them back in the same order. The ones that she leaves. Right. Um, but then she's like, hello, I'm, I'm Peggy Carter.
1: And then she sits down she at her a pretty darn good yeah. impression of her. And she takes, she takes the lipstick, but there's a photo on the mirror
0: skinny steve skinny
1: steve it's,
0: yeah it's not buff steve it's skinny
1: steve but she looks at the lipstick and then uses it she smells that's, it that's crossing a line no she use. well she does use it she uses it does she smell it too yeah she smells it first that's crossing a line there yeah using another woman's lipstick that's, Dottie, just, that's just wrong i know you were raised to be a ruthless killing machine Dottie, but that was wrong you just do not use another woman's lipstick yeah. i don't care
0: and so uh she leaves and she puts the string back um, to show that you know to let Peggy know that there was nobody there. Kind of genius, actually. Yeah, and so we go back to Russia, and um, one of the prisoners is the talker of the two. Um, it's this guy, uh, Ivchenko, and he says that he is, um, this guy's the other guy's psychiatrist, and this the guy Nikola, um, is an engineer. Tesla? No, no. And um, they're trying to build something, and so uh, Nikola is the engineer for it, and Avchenko is there to keep him calm and keep him focused. And so um, it sounded almost kind of like Nikola has a little bit of a power, because he sees the world differently than the rest of us, which I, think I thought was interesting.
1: I think it was just... I got the, imp- see, and here's what we're talking about, different perspectives. I got the impression that he was just a super genius. Yeah. Like Stark. Okay. But the engineer, he says, you know, if they had Stark, they wouldn't need me.
0: Yeah, that's true. So even, I mean, Stark is like in a class of his own.
1: He is. But which I, I think is interesting. I, I get the idea. Yeah, Stark. And well, Tony is a super genius too. He's super intellect. But it's not, it's, I've never gotten the impression that it was a power. Yeah. It was just super smart. I mean, just the
0: way it was described Einstein. for
1: Nikola made me think mm, that sounded yeah, kind of powery. I can see that. But um,
0: so uh, yeah, they find out that uh, they have this schematic, and the schematic was stolen because he makes a big point of saying, "Yeah, if Stark was involved, why wouldn't he just build this himself?" And so um, yeah, I just thought that was uh, it's like to to the uh, Americans that are not the howling commandos. It's like, see, see, see. And so, um, Sawyer, uh, tells them, he's like, uh, guys, we got company. And so, um, they break the two prisoners out and they, uh, they run to a more defensible position and they, um, we get a we get a little firefight and agent Lee is killed. So we now have a killed by the little girl. Yeah. Because she pops up out of the fucking vent. Mm -hmm. And so um, so we now have a Howling Commando casualty and an SSR casualty.
1: One on each side. Well, I say side. Yeah.
0: And so um, this is when Nicola kind of goes nuts and he takes uh, Sawyer hostage. And I love it because Sam's like. no clue what he's saying. Sam's like, what is he saying? It's bad, isn't it? It's bad, isn't it? (laughs) It's bad. (laughs) Yeah, baby, it is. it's, It's bad. And um, so he wants to trade uh, the Americans for his freedom. And um, Peggy tries to talk him down. Avchenko tries to talk him down. And um, it's just it's it's just not good. No. So bad. And so Ivchenko just shoots him
1: to take him down. It's a pretty damn good shot for a psychiatrist. I would like to point out. (laughs) That's an
0: excellent, excellent point.
1: Because yeah. he gets him through the heart. There's
0: a lot of heart. A lot of heart. A lot in in this of this heart in this episode. And so, um, of course, they're pinned down, and um, they're they're low on ammo. And so uh, Peggy's like she she starts yelling at Thompson, "Go get Lee's ammo pack because he's dead and he's not going to use them." And Thompson is frozen. Thompson Completely. is petrified. He is so he scared. can't move. His
1: eyes are like giant Wild. wide. And um, which kind of you got to give a little credit to the actor here because he, he did a nice job without saying that he was full expression his body and everything. He looked frozen like yeah. a deer in headlights. And so Peggy starts
0: uh, basically blessing out Dum uh, Dum Dugan for not being there with their uh, very
1: cross with, with you. He's
0: strategy. And so this is when of course, he does blast through and he uh, he made them a back door, which I thought was nice. That's very nice of him. Very and a big so- back door. A rather big explodey back door, and um, so this is when uh, they're trying to go, and Thompson's still frozen. So Peggy runs over there
1: through the line of fire, through the line of fire, yep.
0: and basically is like, "Bitch, get up, snap out of it," and she gets him going, and so they they're able to uh, to get out and um, escape the uh, the
1: factory. Well, Peggy's the last man standing. Everybody she sends everybody else out and what was it, Dum Dum says, What would Captain America say and if I left his best girl behind? And she, she says say, Steve would say to listen, listen to, to Peggy. Peggy. <laughs> and he turns around and walks off. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, so he does. she's the last one to come running out mm-hmm. and they're covering her and she leaps in and she's she says she says, I hate all of you. Yeah. She's laying on her, but she's smiling. <laughs> but that's such a great reaction because I yeah. think I would totally say I, I hate, hate all, all of you. you.
0: It's great. So, oh, um, dear. so they're at this this airfield where the SSR agents are gonna. It's
1: a it's a loose description. Yeah,
0: it's a field. Um, and so uh, they're saying goodbye, and Dum Dum's like, "Listen, why don't you stay with us? We could use another another good fighter." And well, um, they're, they're losing them. I mean, I they're know. running
1: short. I know.
0: And so she's like, no, I I need to go, I need to go back to the States because I need to, I need to help, you know, clean up the SSR and all this other stuff. And um, so this is when Dum Dum's like, "Uh, what about you, Doc? Because they've got Avchenko with them. Mm -hmm. And um, Peggy invites him to come with her and come to the SSR and help uh, with Leviathan. And so um, they give, they give him some of the, the bourbon and he doesn't like it, but he'll take it sure he will he's like can I have the rest of this and so um so they're on the plane and Peggy talks to Thompson and she's like are you okay and he's like you saved my life back there and he's like I froze up and it's it's that's not behavior of somebody who who won a navy cross and so at this point this is why Peggy is better than all of us because I would have been like yeah bitch Yep, that's shitty. I didn't freeze up, did I? Because I'm awesome and you suck. (laughs) But she's like, no, we all do it from time to time. It's just a matter of were you able to snap out of it or not? And you were. And And that's
1: what's important. And that's what's important. But this is when
0: he tells her the real story of his Navy cross, which is the soldiers that snuck into camp were there to surrender. And he didn't notice it until they were all dead. And he covered it up. He buried uh, their white
1: flag. See, I am mm. And so I'm like, ooh. Bad. Yeah, so yeah. bad. I, I'm with you. I'd I i do not think I could have given him the pass like Peggy did. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, I've been trying to tell that story since I got home and, and she's like, Well, you just did. Everybody believes that I'm something that I'm not and I just Ugh I yeah. would have just slapped him or some crap. I'd so yeah.
0: Um, so we get a very quick shot of uh, Dottie's now,
1: nighttime beauty routine. Yes, we do. But real quick, if we could go back to the airfield, yeah. dum dum Oh Names He her does, he
0: gives her a nickname. Miss Union Jack. Miss Union Jack.
1: There it is. Because they hug,
0: and he's like, I'm going to miss you. Wait a minute. Miss you. Miss Union Jack. Because he tells her. He's so excited about it. He's like, if you join the Howling Commandos permanently, you have to have a nickname. Of course. And And that would be her name. She's like, don't ever speak again. And he's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that was was great. Miss Union Jack. And so, um, which kind of goes along with Captain America.
1: I know. Well, you know, when they get married. Yeah. So, there you go.
0: And so, uh, so we go back and we find out that um, Dottie still handcuffs herself to the bed
1: at night. That can't be comfortable. It really can't. But have that it, just, man. That just, still. Yeah. How can that be comforting in any uh, what? She crazy. Yeah, a little bit. So, um,
0: so we go to the SSR and um, they're, uh, Thompson and Peggy fill duly in on what happened. And I will say that Jack was like, it's my duty as as Agent Lee's commanding officer to inform his family. Da 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 da. Yeah. And um, sad. But this is when Thompson gives Peggy credit for for them because, you know, they didn't they didn't find out a lot, but they got Dr. Evchenko back and um they find out that he really didn't think that Stark was involved, and they make a good point. That, listen, Stark wouldn't, they wouldn't have had to kidnap an engineer to build the thing if Stark Absolutely was not. just going to sell them. I mean, all they had was a counter, was a um, stolen plan, not the actual
1: device. And, and we see Peggy here pipe up about how she doesn't believe Stark is a traitor either. I'm like, well, I wish you'd have said something like, you know, three episodes ago. But yeah. whatever. She tried. Yeah, nobody was listening to her then, I suppose. Yeah.
0: And so um, this is when Dooley, he actually congratulates Peggy. And, um, we see Sousa kind of zoning out at his desk because he's, he's, he's contemplating. And, um, he, uh, Peggy, Peggy says something to him and he's like, oh, I was up late worried about you guys. Um, and Thompson's leaving as well. Everybody's kind of leaving for the day and Thompson's invites, um, Sousa out for a drink and Sousa's like, no, I've got a date with my pillow. And then, uh, Thompson's like, well, come on, come on, Peggy. And she's like, "What now? Who? Who? What? Because Peggy's invited." Aww. And um,
1: it's about so, time.
0: So they all go except for Susu, who stays at his desk, and we see that he's looking at the picture from the nightclub again. Oh dear. He's at war with himself.
1: Oh dear. So yeah. Bless his heart. Yeah. Yeah. So that
0: was our episode. So I think, honestly, between the red room tidbit the howling commandos and her being able to show Thompson firsthand, not just how awesome she is, but see, there are other people that respect my abilities, people that you respect their abilities Mm -hmm. and they respect me. Yeah. So I, I, that was like validation for me.
1: It was. And it was a, I think this is a very big episode. Mm -hmm. A lot happened. A lot of big things happened. That I mean, I I know this is like, it's a mini series. It's only eight episodes long and it just felt, it's, it does feel kind of slow. Yeah. But again, it's, there's not a, a monster of the week thing going on. Because even this storyline plays through. Yeah. And there's not a whole lot of, of, of character. Again, I know I keep talking about it, the character development. Yeah. kind of lacking. I we honestly, did get a little character development with Thompson here. We did get some with
0: Peggy when she l- finally decided to start letting people help her.
1: But yeah. that was minimal back when she finally let angie talk her into moving mm-hmm. into the griffith and she finally conceded that jarvis could help yeah so that was a little bit but yeah I, not, i'm kind of yeah. with you not a whole lot of backstory to it so yeah
0: but overall very strong episode i think i'm excited for more it was a very strong
1: episode i would like to know what our listeners think i would love to know that they can email us at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com. They can, or they can find us on Twitter at randomtcasts. Yeah.
0: And if uh, if you have some Peggy Carter, Steve Rogers, Bucky Barnes insight, we will be doing Captain America, the first Avenger, um, at some point soon in our um, random or in our MCU movies Not feed. the random movies,
1: no, no. The MCU feed. MCU feed, feed yes. Uh, or anything to do with the Helen Commandos, because they're, pretty prominent in that at uh, that yeah. movie too so uh yeah and uh you can get us on the tumblr
0: mm-hmm.
1: at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com
0: yep or on twitter at random casts i said that did you mm-hmm. okay well i said it again
1: all right all just right. in case anybody just missed case. it <laughs> just in case uh uh also there's our website at randomtpodcast.com where you can find all of our podcasts because there's a bunch there is, because uh, you need to be watching... If you're listening to Agent Carter, you need to be watching some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, you do. And like we said,
0: we're doing an MCU feed. And we're doing them in order of release date, except for the new ones that come out. As they come so, out. So, you know what we're going to be doing. You know what order we're going to be going in.
1: So, send us feedback. You can, yeah, and you can... Or, you know, we'll we will eventually do them all. So, any of them... They're coming. You know, let us let us know what you think about especially them especially
0: now that we got past the roadblock that was the incredible hulk oh my we gosh we avoided that yes. for a while
1: I know we put that off for so long but yeah uh, we got what iron man two's coming up next so mm-hmm. that'll be great um yeah and then there's also our random movies feed yep which are non-mcu movies just anything that's you know everything else yeah uh but then if you uh if you if you're a fan of dc you check out gotham yep, yep. Because it's, pre- it's gotten pretty good. Same it has. Like season two. Season two. And if good. you
0: like um, the actor who played Leet Brannis, um in the first couple episodes. He's um, pretty prevalent in the first half of season two. Yeah. He sh- he popped Cause up. Because we're in, still in.
1: We just finished the first half. So. Yeah.
0: He popped up in Gotham
1: too. So he did. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Check him out.
0: And we also do Sleepy
1: Hollow. And then there's Sleepy Hollow.
0: Who, uh, I will say, James Frayne was also in. Yes, he
1: was, wasn't he? So there you go. I see a pattern here. Yeah, I know. What <laughs> else? Do we need to look up what else he's in? I think we probably do. Oh, gosh. That would be terrible. So, yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? No, I'm, I'm good. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, guys.